Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Nikki Tastic podcast where we learn from legendary people, truly brilliant minds, and some exceptional healers on how to create a fantastic life for yourself. I'm Dr. Nikki, and together we are going to explore ancient wisdoms to latest technologies on how to optimize your system and get you feeling lit up every day. Are you ready to live a fantastic life? Let's get started. Welcome back, my loves. I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my favorite people, Jessie Mae Wolf. She is the founder of HeartRise Method and the Movement. She is an author, speaker, and created the podcast High on Heart. Welcome, Jessie. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, love. It's such an honor. You are such an honor. I see you as literally the embodiment of living this heart-centered life full of integrity. You're a boss lady, but you do it in such a graceful, joyful way. And you maintain this like feminine softness about you, despite being this super powerful leader. I, I literally, I couldn't respect you more. Thank you. That means so much coming from you, my love. Thank you. I really, really appreciate those kind words. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna know, I want to dive into how you lead with your heart and what that means to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, get right on in there. I love it. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's such a, a big, um, it's, that's just such a big starting point. And, you know, and, and I guess to contextualize when I say, or when we talk about the heart, I think to give it a little bit of context too, it's, you know, the heartbeat of who you are. So there's the physiological heart, but then there's the energetic heart, the spiritual heart, the emotional heart. So it's really when we when we speak of or when I talk about the heart, it's really sort of the epicenter. It's that compass inside. It's there. And we'll talk more about it as we dive in. But it's the intuitive wisdom that we all have within. So to lead with heart is to lead with that rhythm inside that is guiding and ferocious and powerful and sometimes a quiet whisper in the soft space, like you described. And other times it's very, you know, full of conviction and passion and fuego and just all of that force, which is amazing. And, you know, and other times it'll literally have us slow down and stop, you know, so there's just, there's a natural rhythm and a pace and an intelligence. And so when we learn how to harness it and lead with it, which no one teaches us, um, if anything, we're taught to deny it. Um, it's amazing what it, what it can do for us when we learn how to access it and harness it and live from that. Yeah, we're going to get into your methodology yeah. <laughs> in a bit, but I wanted to first tap into how do you stay so feminine like, and, and yet lead with authority? Oh, I love that question. Um, and I take that as such a great compliment, so thank you. Um, because I often will say, and it's something we describe and share a lot about, we do workshops and teachings around it, but you know that your softness within your softness, as we soften, so we strengthen. So within our softness lives our strength. Otherwise put our tenderness gives way to our truth and our strength and our conviction. So it's actually, as much as it may seem counterintuitive to, you know, who busy mind that wants to like, you know, go get it and, you know, really be in sort of boss mode when it comes to being a leader, it's really actually the opposite so it is seemingly counterintuitive but actually it's very naturally intuitive when we learn how to listen so the softening is actually more of a creating space to be in that capacity to listen so it's really what I would say is it's a balance between um, the giving and the receiving it's finding that 
place where we can be both present to what is and also aware of what's true for us. So it's, it's finding a balance in moments where we tend to think that to lead is to have force, to dominate, to be very sort of heady with it, to have our way with it. But, but to be in the softness is actually to be in that more tender place within ourselves. So it comes in so many different ways and how we show up and how we move in the world and how we communicate and how we connect with others and it's more of a, um, a qualitative, almost textural way that we can um, experience life. And when we're in the moment, when we're present, um, we can have the awareness to be gentler, to be more tender, to be softer, because in that actually lives the strength and the courage and the resilience. We often think we have to like go get it and like channel and harness the energy in a more aggressive way. But actually that denies us the spaciousness that softness brings. So beautiful. Yeah, I see it as it, it, you haven't mentioned masculine and feminine, but they are quite masculine and feminine energies. And, you know, you don't have to be a male or a female to tap into both. Um, and when do you know to push versus, which is the kind of masculine push versus sit back and, and have faith and watch it all flow, right? Is that the dance? Mm -hmm. It's very much, and I love that you brought that through with the masculine and feminine, because it really is, it's that, um, and yin yang, it's those, it's the, the sort of the duality when you find, and when you can cultivate a balance, and sometimes we're more in a softness, and sometimes it takes more of that softness or more feminine quality of more being in the receiving and the presencing, um, and not having to act, you know, to, to be, in that just present moment where you're still can sometimes feel very confrontational for that more masculine dominant force um, bearing way that we tend to adopt when we want to get things done. Right. So it's, again, it's seemingly counterintuitive, but it is actually very intuitive. So when we can identify and so much of it is being present. So we have to be able to witness as with all most practices really that are spiritual in nature or that are, um, you know, where we're learning to develop greater self-awareness, include that, right, where we start to watch ourselves. So it definitely as a starting point for anyone who's tuning in and wanting to cultivate more, it's really more of a first watching ourselves. So if we can have the awareness to see, and then it's having that capacity to tune in, and that's where the heart plays such an integral role. And it's noticing certain situations call for a gentler, softer approach. Other times it does require that we're more um, you know, sort of fervent in our behavior and the way that we manage a situation and we're more direct. Other times it takes that slowing down and tuning in. And so it's, but it is indeed, it's a balance between masculine and feminine. It's really ultimately a balance within ourselves of both of those. Yeah. I find myself in that kind of push mode when I, there's any kind of financial uh, scarcity and I'll just catch myself and be like, okay, can I be more graceful and in flow and can I just trust a little bit more that mm-hmm. if I'm in alignment with serving the greater good the universe will support me and when I create that mindset it is fascinating how quickly like you like someone will call and be like oh I'm wiring you some money to do this and, like, and you're like wow <laughs> Uh, that's so powerful that you mentioned that I love that you brought in the fear piece because it's so true and and another way to to consider it is when we're in fear, it's often that contracted energy, right? So it's where the energy is all pent up. So 
we're not as reliant on the balance between the yin and the yang, the masculine and feminine. We're just more like contracted and pent up and reactive. So we're like, got to go fix it. Got to go make money. Got to make it, you know, that sort of like state where the energy is actually blocked, right? Versus when we acknowledge the fear, or as you described, getting into alignment, which so much of it has to do with opening up into the heart space, which we'll get into, but it's letting that seeming fear be felt and experienced so that we can move through it to arrive at the other side wherein we find flow which is softness which is balance which is all the things we're talking about so yeah I love it let's go there how do you get into flow (laughs) yeah so well flow and for anyone I mean we've we've all had experiences of what a flow state is and just to give context for someone who it may be sounding newer to it's when we have those Um, moments or experiences or live in a way that we feel in alignment with our life so where um, situations will arise or like you described like you'll get that call will come in and and or you'll think of something and something else will connect that dot or whatever it may be we start to feel the synchronicities we start to sense how things are more interconnected and when we're in that state it's amazing how much more we can see And how much more is available and beyond what our busy mind would have us think. So through the lens of heart rise, as we cultivate flow, it's actually one of the four steps. So heart rise as a method is actually a four step method. And so the fourth step arrive gets you to flow, which is really where I believe we're all naturally meant to live and breathe and be and show up. But oftentimes that flow is is stuck or is stopped or is, you know, um, hindered and more often than not. And and the practice itself helps to unleash the feelings because often it's, if we're not in flow, there's usually something inside of us that we're not fully allowing ourselves to feel or experience. And that's usually, it's as simple as that. It's not always simple to get to the feeling, but it's usually there's something emotional that we're not dealing with. Um, and it's so powerful when we start to recognize that where can I drop more into my heart and feel what needs to be felt. So that's the second step. So I'm jumping around with the steps. But can you go through there, the steps? For us? Yeah, I'll share the four steps. So the first step is, and this, again, with most mindfulness practices and most spiritual practices and traditions, we want to cultivate awareness, that seeing eye, starting to observe ourselves as not just the sole proprietor of our thoughts and that's it, right? Because that's how we tend to go through life thinking everything we think is who we are. And actually that's not the case. So to take a step, an aerial view back and just say, okay, um, I can observe my thinking, right? And that's with most practices that are in this space. But with heart rise, the, the first step is with heart vision, I see. So actually what we're doing is we're practicing retraining our brain to be guided by the heart's intuitive wisdom. So with heart vision, I see helps us to center in the heart. So observing what may arise and, or if it's a fear, like we can use the real time example that you just shared. So if it's, let's say a financial fear, it's like, Oh, there it is. Let's say something's coming up or you have a big bill that comes in or whatever triggers the financial fear. That's an opportunity. So we would observe that with heart vision. I see centering in the heart witnessing that that's coming up as opposed to what we tend to do, which is we would just overthink the fear, go into a fear mindset, worry, 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 build, 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 and turn it into like a full monsoon of fear, financial fear. I'm not good in all of the stuff, right? Right. Versus if we bring it to the heart instead. So step one with heart vision, I see. And then the second step is with heart focus. I feel 
So we allow and we invite the spaciousness to really feel what wants to be felt and experienced, which is in this case, the fear and perhaps some other feelings of perhaps, like I mentioned briefly, unworthiness, whatever else is associated with the fear, which we all experience. And that's the beauty of this practice too, is we start to recognize just how much we all do share in our feelings sense. So the feelings, the second step is that feeling piece. The third step is with heart knowing. So you're building that trust. I free. So that's where you're releasing. So with heart vision, I see you witness the fear with heart focus. I feel you allow it to be felt and experienced. I'm just giving it to you quickly here. And then the third step with heart knowing I free. So you're building that trust and you're releasing it so that you're not attaching to the fear or blocking or contracting or stuffing it down, which is what we tend to do, which is why, you know, who busy mind gets really active because it's like, I got this, we're going to stuff it down, you know? (laughs) And then the last step is with heart wisdom, I flow. And that's where we arrive at flow. And it happens quite rapidly in an accelerated way when we get comfortable acknowledging feelings as they arise. So with practice, and I notice if I'm having a day or if I'm not as rested, if I don't have all the other variables in place that help support my well-being, like if I've got, you know, let's, for me, it's rest is key. So if I'm really not well-rested, I notice that I'm easy, more easily triggered. So if I notice there are certain surrounding environmental situations or things that are potentially going to make me a little more triggered by things that otherwise wouldn't affect me, I'll really take the time to settle in and acknowledge what do I need to, you know, I'll notice there's something here that I'm not wanting to feel or deal with, you know? And so when we give ourselves permission with practice to keep feeling through, it becomes easier because that's often one of the things a lot of people are confronted by is like, Oh, I don't want to open my heart or feel the feelings for fear of all the crazy that's going to come out. And I don't know what's in there. Let's just keep it all locked up. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume that that would really help you get clarity on um, whether or not a thought is like your fear talking versus your intuition guiding you, right? Totally. You can start becoming a much wiser compass. Totally. That's such a great distinction because what you start to sense and it becomes really like a feeling tone in the sense that it's something that you can recognize like in your body. So for all of us, we experience it slightly differently. So some experience perhaps when fear arises, it could be um, more tense. Typically that's a lot of, you know, like the nervous system. And we notice that we're being affected in ways where, um, you know, some people get a little bit of sweats or anxiety, you know, it's sort of like the way that it'll bubble up in our body. So the body and the heart typically will indicate and give clues, right? So when we notice that, starting to pay attention to what are some of the clues or cues that I'm being guided to see right for each of us. And then noticing, whereas when you're in, that's more when we're in fear, but similarly when we're into it in intuition or we're in flow, we can sense and feel there's a spaciousness. I mean, the word flow actually sounds and connotes what it is, right? It has a fluid sensibility, the the word, the iteration, the percussion of the word itself, the way that it sounds, the actual vibration of the sound is flowy, right? So um, the notion that we can acknowledge and feel the difference. So when we start to check in with ourselves and notice, for example, if you've got an intuitive sense of something and to just take a moment in those situations to just bookmark or imprint it or say, wow, that, you know, starting to reinforce 
some of the actions because it's important to do that. Oftentimes we just sort of bulldoze through and we don't take stock or we don't notice, whoa, that was a, that was a clear trigger for my fear. That was a really good, that person really helped facilitate my intuitive capacity, right? Or that environment may have really helped support me to feel more intuitive, right? So just starting to pay attention to, to those triggers, those environmental cues, the people that either invite or invoke or refrain or restrain some of those instincts. Yeah, I think tuning into your body, like you're saying as well, and like feeling for sensations. I help my clients with making decisions by really just tapping into your body and make the decision yeah. one way in the positive way or, or, and then feel in like, how does it feel like to buy that building or to choose that marketing team or, you know, whatever decision it can be. It can even be for relationships. Like, is this the right person for me? And then tune in and your body has that innate wisdom. Like you, I know, you know, the heart is, it will guide you and you'll feel that sense of constriction. Like, it, and it's subtle. Don't, don't like think you're going to get like this piercing pain, <laughs> right? It's this subtle, like, like not right. It's just, kind of tensity and then you make the decision in the opposite direction and if that feels light and airy you know then that's the way to go and it works really well and every time I haven't done that I haven't checked in or I noticed that I actually felt tense but I didn't listen and I went ahead anyway oh that's when I'm always you know I learned my lesson every time. <laughs> right? It's so true. And, and, it, and we get super, you know, we get reinforced in the behaviors either one way or another. Right. And either we keep learning the same lesson over and over again, because we're not paying attention or we learn, get the memo. And then it's easier to recognize too, when something, because there is sort of a qualitative um, aspect to the, you know, that the, the vibes, so to speak, the energy. So if you, it's like you said, the softness or spaciousness of intuition, you can sort of, it feels good. So you're like, oh, I want to lean in more to that versus, you know, so when you're presencing it, you can start to see the cues before, which is what awareness, so much of awareness is about, right? It's hard to be aware when you're right in your crazy, if you're in it and you're reactive and you're, or you're fearful, it's harder to be as aware when we're right in the moment. But this, the second we start to step back and watch ourselves it becomes easier to recognize when the, the little clues come in before you engage fully. So it's, yeah. 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 What are some of your daily routines to get connected other than, of course, this four part series, which is brilliant. Yeah. Are there any other ways that you tap in and really stay? Because you seem to me connected to your higher consciousness. You make wise decisions. Thank you. Um, I try. I'm not I wouldn't say always, but for the most (laughs) I appreciate you saying that. Um, Yeah. As far as daily rituals and routines, certainly I would say the way that I start and close my day is really important. So I try as much as I can to be mindful and heartful of that. So always first thing, yes, I always connect to my heart and my practice first thing upon rising. That's sort of, that's just like a good grounding staple. So I really try to wake up heart first, you know, really inviting that to be my guide and then going through the practice. Then I like to get into some movement typically. So, you know, whatever that may be, whether it's, you know, I have my, my sweet Luna bear. So often just a walk is standard for sure, but depending I'll either do yoga. I love to dance. Um, Movement is huge for me. So 
And if I don't have time, it'll be, you know, if I have a, a day where I can just be fitting in, you know, a little here, a little there, but throughout the day, I really try to get movement in at the very least stretching, but I love to get a good like sweat into that's super important connection, you know, some days, like depending on the day, um, you know, there's certain days where we can just be like on screen all day long. So I'm just very aware of trying to also make sure that each day includes constructive connection in some way in a physical, like sort of being with others in a, you know, off screen, because it's so easy to be on screen. And I think now those lines are so blurred and posts are still, I don't even know where we're at in the pandemic cycle, but just being in this, you know, very historic time that we're all living through it, there's a lot of these sort of, you know, blurry lines. And I think it's important that we're in present moment situations with others. So I always try to get out and then being in nature is another huge one. So for me, it's, you know, being here in LA, getting to the beach, going on a hike, just stretching and being out in nature. And ideally if I can combine the exercise, like a good hike or a dance party on the beach or whatever that is, like, I love to incorporate movement and being in nature together and then closing the day, always, you know, easing down, unwinding. If I have time, I love to get a little yin practice in anchoring my day, doing a little check-in. Some of the tools we use with heart rise is checking in on my dial. So just seeing how open or closed my heart is reflecting on the day. Um, and then the other thing that I would say each day, and it's not always in the morning, I'm becoming more disciplined about that, but I always create space each day to write. Cause I feel that that's very important too. And I'm a huge advocate for pen to paper and a blank canvas page too, as opposed to lines. In fact, I'll show, I know we're, we're on audio, but we just got these cute little like journals made for our event tomorrow. Oh, um, but they're blank, you know, because we, the blank page is confronting for the busy mind, but it's actually so potent and juicy because it's a canvas and it just invites us to really unfold on the page. And initially it can be confrontational for that chaotic, busy mind, but it actually opens up and invites the heart to come forward. So initially it's a little full on, but with practice, and that's where the method is so powerful too. So I love to do my morning practice. And if I have time, that's when I'll go right. And if not, I find time throughout the day, but I love to do a good meditation and then get into the writing because so much gets cleared and released and opened up. And then it's like writing. And if I don't have time to write, I also tend to record a lot. So I'll do some recordings, like whether they're audios, whether I like record guided meditations or just downloads that come through things that I would have otherwise written. Um, yeah, those are some of the main things. And reaching out to loved ones. I know I mentioned the in-person, but I try to connect with family or a close friend or someone I love on the daily, you know, just to, because it's too easy to be far from people and forget or, you know, be following their stories on Instagram and think that we're connected, but actually haven't talked to the person in a year. So I really do my best to pick up the phone, reach out, connect. Connection is so important. I've just started implementing that. And I will tell you, it is such a blessing. I just put 10 minutes on my day to call someone from my past that I love. Mm. Oh. And I love that you're doing that. Amazing. I recommend it to all of our crew and it's so, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Even if I don't have time for a full conversation, I'll send at least a voice message. Like, yeah. oh my God, I just, you keep popping in my head. I love yeah. you. I miss you. Send me an update. I, you know, and it's just, they are so grateful. So yeah, grateful. Yeah. And it lights my world up. It lights their world up. It's just, it's such a blessing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And it's, and it's so simple too, right? I mean, it's, you know, cause I, you know, you've gotten my audio messages and I was doing audio before, like the, the text messages, Ella audio, you know, right when they first started and, you know, it's sort of become a bit of a signature thing. And now, you know, I've gotten a lot of people into the audios. I love that people are into them now. Some people are like no audio, but I'm all about it. Cause you can get and feel so much. Yeah from someone's, you really feel the vibrational quality. So someone can text something, it's flat. You don't actually read the energy of where they're, where they're at. Like they could write something fabulous, but they might be feeling very differently. Whereas it, you hear someone's voice, all of a sudden you feel like I've had so many people say, wow, that one message. And I, you know, and it's so beautiful. And same when I hear someone's voice, I haven't heard in a while. It's like, oh my God, ah. it's <laughs> such a beautiful way to connect. So yeah. important. Yeah, and because our, each of our voices are totally unique. Like, no one sounds like you. It's kind of wild to think about it. Very. <laughs> uh, it tell is. us about Ignite Bike, because that is such a, that's part of my daily yeah, happy place. Yeah. Yay. Well, it's, well, thank you. I, I'm so happy to know that. And those were actually born out of this very thing that we're speaking of. So they were, uh, you know, over the years, again, leaving little audio messages for people and doing the guided meditations and recordings. And it was asked or a few times people would joke and say, you know, if I could just have your message every day to play, it would like keep me happy. You know, that kind of, I was getting those sorts of really sweet notes from people saying how much it had helped boost their day. And so over the years, I started to think, okay, there's definitely something here. And what would it look like if it could be, because I wanted to wrap my head around it being a text and not just another app. So Thank you community who came out, which is a, it is a service, but they do texting. And so we actually were able to set up an audio text and we actually were the first from their company to do it. And they love the concept, but basically what we do is I have a little audio mini heart rise meditation that goes out every morning with a theme four or five minutes, sets the tone for the day. It could be anything from patience to self-trust to awareness, to compassion. acceptance all the things right so many and and they really you know it's I find it super interesting actually how the alignment of the days and the messages are always somehow in sync so there's something really divine in the alignment of how they come through and so they're delivered by text they're free it was a real direct response to the community that we're asking and it's been a beautiful way to stay connected we just had our one year ignite bite anniversary so we're (laughs) we've been doing them for a year and it's just really it's special and it's a fun direct way to stay connected with our community it's beautiful how can people sign up for that yeah you can literally text us uh so the number is 310-496-3879 so 310-496-3879 if you text it goes directly to us. Well, there's a little mini prompt, but it takes all 30 seconds. And then you can just text. You can say, ignite me or yes, please, or any emoji you like or any note. And that will just prompt um, the sign up. And then that's it. And then you'll start getting them daily. And it's another nice way to be in direct contact with me and with our community because we do offer certain things that are inside our scoop. And some of the things we have rolling up for 2022, that's where we'll be announcing it first. So, and it's just pure love. I mean, there's no, it's not like a promo text thing. It's really just, you're getting nuggets of heart um, on the daily. It's yeah. I couldn't recommend them more. It's such a blessing. Thank you. Any final thoughts on living a fantastic life? You know, I feel that I would say at this time, it's really just about 
tuning into what feels true for you. There's so much out there. There's so much the should and the this and the that. There's just a lot out in the universe and we've all been through a lot. And I don't even feel like we've, like I was saying, come through the other side yet. And who knows where that will even take us specifically. So I think it's really more about finding what feels most authentic for ourselves. And I also feel like it's never been a more ripe time for that. We can really rebirth and recreate and really align with what matters most and to listen to that, to lean in, create enough space to honor what you know in your heart, because we all have that wisdom within. And that's why I'm so passionate about the heart because we have those answers within and we'll hear that. And it sounds nice, but it can feel trite. You know, this, the answers live within, but the heart actually is this really powerful engine that we all have inside and it's intelligent and it's wise and it guides us. So I would really just encourage that spaciousness to find your pace, find your way, listen to what feels true And if you're finding yourself overwhelmed by what everyone else is doing, pull back. I mean, I've sort of scaled back my social media, you know, consumption. I've really sort of tapered it off a little to be able to listen more deeply because we have so much available and stay connected. Find your people. So important that we're supported right now. So listen within and, you know, find your tribe, find those peeps that are there cheering you on, supporting you because we need that. Ah, Jessie May, I love you so much. Oh my goodness, you're such a treat. Uh, So mutual, honey. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this podcast. I just adore you. You're such a light too. So thank you so much for having me. Yay, thank you. Keep shining that bright light, my love. All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in, my loves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe down below right now so that you get notified of the next episode. You can also leave me a quick review. That would help my ratings so much. And you can join me on Instagram where I share a lot of health tips on raising your physical well-being at Dr. Nikki underscore talks health. All of this information will be in the show notes, but just know that I am here for you. I want to hear from you, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Sending you so much love. Big hugs.